0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment.
1: Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber,
0: Dub them ease.
1: And we are back at it with a jam-packed show. As always, it's kind of becoming my thing, Mark to say jam-packed show but before we get into it want to pump our patreon page for a second if you're listening like you always do you love the show you support us each and every week go check out the patreon page down below so you can give us a little extra support and get some cool rewards for you in the meantime but we're going to be talking about some like i said jam-packed topics today can't say it enough most improved teams after the NFL Draft. We're going to be talking Brian Hoyer and the Chicago Bears, and then we're going to be looking at rookie quarterbacks for 2016. But before we get into these most improved teams, I mean, the biggest story from draft night had to be Laramie Tunsil and the fall of Tunsil.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. It's it surprised me. So those of you who follow me on Twitter at the Mark Weber. Uh, you would know that I was not watching the draft at first. I did no. not start off watching the draft. I was instead watching little kids sing about whales. Um, <laughs> was it
1: a good concert, by the way? I didn't. It, ask it, it. was nice.
0: It was quick. Okay. I like
1: quick. Those are the best kind of concerts, was,
0: exactly, because you can enjoy the kids, not really, you know, being amazing, being kids as they are, in out, and out with done. your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, and my life that day was the draft. I was happy. Only like two picks had happened by the time this show was done. That's how quick it was. So
1: you had the the ones we knew about.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was good. I checked it, and I was like, oh, everything is good. (laughs) Everything is confirmed. (laughs) Then the surprise happened, you know, at least a little bit of a surprise. You see, Mm -hmm. oh, Laramie Tunsil, not number three. Okay, Joey Bosa, I get it. I was still saying that it was surprising that he has fallen so far off on everybody's boards. Now I'm going, okay, cool. Cowboys, they take Ezekiel Elliott. Not surprising. I had it in my mock draft. Uh, moving forward. All right. Let me tell you, not yet. Okay, not yet. Still hasn't happened. Okay, the Titans are here. They are going to do it. They traded back because they just somehow knew they would get their guy anyways. Oh, Conklin. What? That is when everything was thrown off, and you were like, what's going on? Then Stanley goes first to the New York Giants. He goes before Tunsil, too. Well, he went to the Ravens, you meant. Oh, the Ravens. Stanley went to the The Ravens, Ravens. of course. Um, And
1: and the one thing I want to throw out there, mm. the Ravens said after the draft that, hey, you know what? If the video that came out about Tunsil uh, smoking into the gas mask— If that never came out, they would have taken exactly. Five.
0: And it surprised me because I didn't know that had happened yet. Oh, it was, and I, I had no idea. And I sitting, I'm sitting there going, "What happened? What is wrong? What is what is going on with these mm-hmm. teams that they're passing on this great talent?" Oh, and see, then finally, I I found out. Yeah,
1: see, me, Dave, and Sean, basically the fast break mm-hmm. guys, were watching the NFL draft, which was weird. Basketball guys watching. You guys had the no NFL idea what was draft. going on, but I mean. They showed the picture, and Mm -hmm. it was, like, time-stamped 10 minutes before the draft. I'm like, oh, shit.
0: This is, like, career-breaking.
1: And then it comes out, the text messages. And Tunsil was an interesting, like, as a fan, I was like, oh, well, this is what makes the draft Mm. exciting. You love it, yeah. And, I mean, I feel for the kid because I don't think he deserved— Mm-hmm. All the ridicule he got because the picture was from how many years ago? Well, the picture was from how many years ago? You could be on the side of the argument, as I know Dave is, where it's like, whatever, it's a little bit of weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's illegal, but it's a little bit of weed. The NBA doesn't have this Some problem.
0: states, it's not illegal.
1: Then you have, well, the one that we're in right now. Yeah, is, but so I'm just saying say. to yeah.
0: support Dave's
1: argument. But I mean... It's kind of this thing where the NFL, the war on drugs for the NFL, when you don't see this problem in the NBA, that's Dave's whole case. But, I mean, he didn't ask for this, and he fell, and then what he had to deal with in the press conference, I Mm -hmm. didn't like that either. And the one thing I will say, me sitting at home as a fan, loved the fall. Hated that I saw him fall because, yeah, he lost, what was it, $7 million? He's just still a millionaire. From, just from five mm-hmm. to thirteen. Oh well, yeah, he is still a millionaire. He's going to be making way more than I'll make in my lifetime. But when Roger Goodell comes out and says, "That's what makes the that's what makes it exciting." Mm-hmm. Fuck you, sir. This is your player, your organization, and you just blatantly said, "Yeah, I'm in it for the money. Whatever makes our league money." Which I mm-hmm. knew you were about. Yeah, but when. When Goodell went on Mike and Mike the next morning and talked about how that's what makes it exciting, mm-hmm. you as a boss should not be. You can but think it, but you shouldn't be saying. Goodell it.
0: is not the players' representation; he's the owners' representation. He doesn't give a shit about the players, and I don't mean that in the way that a lot of you people are going to take. He is not free. Tom their, Brady, free yeah, Tom Brady. He is not their representation uh, or anything like that. He is for the you know, the integrity of the league. But the owners, you know, mm-hmm. and the actual teams themselves. The players association, if they had said that, there's an issue. I don't have a problem with Goodell saying it because Goodell is purely the moneymaker, the businessman. It, I don't necessarily like it, but that's his job. That's his, his role. exact
1: comment was and I quote I think it's all a part of what makes the draft so exciting. Clubs make decisions, sometimes they take risks. Sometimes they do the right things, sometimes they don't, and we'll see.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, I, what I find fascinating about this um, is the fact that so many teams were very willing to say, yeah, we took off-field things into consideration. Mm-hmm. Basically just blatantly saying, yeah, we saw him smoking weed, we're questioning him now. We didn't have time to investigate. Well, and the thing we weren't going to take that Well, risk. the
1: thing I think about with this is... I don't know if it's necessarily a, oh, you smoked weed, you're a bad person.
0: They just don't have the or, time to investigate and find out.
1: Or it's a, okay, well, this happened 10 minutes before the draft. I know what Goodell likes to do if you do mm-hmm. this on my team. I see what has happened with Manziel and Josh Gordon. No, thank you. Yeah. It's just a headache I don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's why I think people passed on Tunsil. It had nothing to do with his character. Well, had, I don't know. I think some teams it had were— more to do with, you know what, mm-hmm. I'll take the guy who doesn't I, so I don't have to deal with that problem. I mean, I think problem. that's
0: part of it, but I think a lot of teams are saying, we haven't had time to investigate this yet. Mm-hmm. We know there's issues with Ole Miss. Ole Miss is questionable for some of its players. Uh, you know, what? what's just not do it? Because we don't know what's going to happen with this guy. We saw Johnny Manziel. We saw Gordon. We've seen this happen. Now we're, we're passing.
1: I'm going to say a great quote that I heard from uh, Michael A. Smith mm-hmm. on Around the Horn that next day, which was Friday. They were talking about this. He goes, I don't know what the big deal is. He hit a bong, not a woman. And boom, that was the mic drop for mm-hmm. me. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, that was it. We're, everything else that's been going on, he hit a bong not a woman to me was it the most bad thing to happen no but i can understand mm-hmm. why teams yeah i don't blame any team for passing on him for it however the dolphins you get a steal
0: yeah well this is my thought it goes two one of two ways now he either uses it as the chip and he's going to be an absolutely incredible player <laughs> he's always going to have that in the back of his mind or the other way is he's going to let it break him And he's going to turn out to not be that great. I
1: think it's going to be more of the chip. That's the way I see it.
0: I definitely think – I mean, I think there's a lot of good things going on in the future for the Miami Dolphins. And this is the first one. Um, Also, I do find it funny, though, that his first press conference he's supposed to have, he has an allergic reaction right before it. That just looks suspicious. You
1: texted me, and I was like, wait, what? You didn't show. Because I got the ESPN um, notification on my phone to watch, and I'm like, I'm at work. I can't watch it. You would
0: have watched, uh, you know – the bosses, essentially, going up there and talking.
1: But you even said, Adam uh, Gay said yeah. that they're not even going to play football at rookie camp? Nope,
0: no football at, at rookie meeting camp, which I think is interesting. So there, it's just going to be a classroom, basically. The whole mentality behind it is there's like a wall that pe- that rookies will hit towards the end of the season, but not at the end of the season. So like November, December, where they've been working so hard. They just played 12 games. Then they started training immediately for the draft they get the draft they immediately get into you know rookie minicamp mode then the OTA you know all this type of stuff and then it's the season so they're working so hard they didn't give themselves any break the Miami dolphins want to give them a break
1: they didn't get an off season basically yeah.
0: and they're giving them the break and they're also just doing good stuff like they're training them just to say, all right, we're going to study the playbook. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn all about it. We're going to learn about the schemes. We're going to learn about what you can See, do, but we're also going to learn about how to be a Miami Dolphin. I how think, we want you to be. I think,
1: off the that, field. and it's that last part that you were saying. This is more of Adam uh, Gase saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know what? I saw what happened before me. This Dolphins team doesn't have an identity. We need to make that identity. What is it? What is it to me?" that means to be a dolphin. Yeah. And I love it. I I love that this idea is happening because with a team like the Dolphins you need that because mm-hmm, there's been sure. so much negativity around the team and this is going to be a coach kind of grabbing control of that.
0: And look at the, you know, look at the biggest team in your division, the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. That team has an identity. That team has they might cheat and things like that every now and then, but they're seen as some people are going to hate me for saying this, but they're seen as the class act kind of guys. If you're not the button up that suit and get ready to go, Belichick's kicking you out well, of the locker room. Yeah,
1: that's exactly it. You got to be Belichick's guy. And yeah. You got to be, they're the preps in the room. That's mm-hmm. the way I see it. They're like the lacrosse guys. that uh, The nice button ups, the uh, suit jackets, mm-hmm. uh, drinking their nice champagne where you've got the dolphins in the corner of the room drinking their bush light Yeah, or their keystone light. Their natty but, light. The one thing we got to get into, we've already been 10 minutes. Mm. Let's get in on most improved team of the draft. I'm going to get started. Usually I kick it off right to you, Mark, but I'm going to take this one because there's a team that I think made themselves with the draft. They were already a playoff team, and yes, they won their division because another team had a huge injury, but even with that quarterback coming back this year, They have already taken the free agent signings, made it even better with the draft. The Houston Texans. I'm Mm going to say it right now. Spoiler alert. AFC South champs. They're going to win the division. I love, like, the pick of Fuller, I loved it. They could have gotten any wide receiver there. Anyone. And it would have been a great home run. But, I mean, Will Fuller, he was a guy that, it was either him or Treadwell that I wanted to go to my Vikings. The only move that I kind of questioned was they traded up one pick with the Redskins, mm-hmm. unless they really thought the Redskins were going to take him, which they didn't. They went with Doxon. Or
0: the Redskins said, hey, I got someone on the line who's going to take it. That, Do you want to stop that it? That
1: could have been it, too. But they mm-hmm. go with Fuller, which is great. They get Action Braxton, Braxton Miller, who is another great Yeah. Sh- Mark can't can't hang on to his phone this podcast, guys. He's dropping it all over the place. But Braxton Miller, who's going to be a great— The way I've seen it described is, yeah, he's still developing, but he can be a Wes Welker-type guy in the slot, except he won't get concussions because he's actually of good size for the wide receiver position. And then their second pick, because Braxton was their third rounder, their second pick— they get a big hog molly in Nick Martin, who's yep. the brother of Zach Martin, who's with Dallas, who, what does Dallas have? Oh, yeah, that's right. One of the best offensive lines in the league. So you get a guy to protect the middle. You get two brand-new toys for Brock the Cock to play with, cock a doodle Do. And, of course, you got Lamar Miller in the backfield.
0: Yeah, it's definitely definitely good. Um, I'm excited to see how, how Miller's going to perform in the NFL. Uh, is it going to be some Wildcat, you know, anything like that? As much as I gonna, hate the Wildcat. I don't wild think cat, it's going to
1: be Wildcat because they got Brock DeCock, and I don't think Bill O'Brien's going to play around with that.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely don't think you have to, but at the same time, those guys like to try and do that kind of uh, trick play, those type of things like that. But I really have to say this is kind of – obvious in a way it's kind of unfair Mm -hmm. the way it goes but the Dallas Cowboys should not have been as high up as they were their team is not that bad but injuries let them be a top four pick and they get the best running back in all of the draft Mm -hmm. who probably in a couple years is going to be the best running back in the NFL they have Ezekiel Elliott that's really all they needed to do all they needed to do was get that one thing to kind of put them back where they were just before. That's all it was. I mean, really there's not very many teams that are one player away. This was a team that is one player away. And that kind of changes everything. You talk about winning the uh the AFC South. This is a team that pretty much just got themselves a pretty decent lock on the AFC our NFC East as long as they don't mess something up. You know, as long as it's not an injury <laughs> And all of a sudden, you know, Tony Romo's gone. Des Bryant's gone. Ezekiel Elliott's gone. This is great. I mean, they've got one of the best offensive lines already. Now they have the best, one of the best running backs? No, no questions asked. The Dallas Cowboys did the one thing they needed to do to put themselves in the playoffs. Not very many teams... Have it that easy like the Dallas Cowboys just did.
1: Well, the other things I like about the Cowboys and their draft is yeah, they get Zeke, but the second round pick, they go ahead and I would have taken, to me honestly, I would have taken Miles Jack Uh instead of Jalen Smith. However, tomato, tomato, apples and oranges. I mean, either one's a risk. Either one's going to be a risk. But the only reason I'm going with Miles Jack is because he's the one that I know for sure is actually going to play. In his career, Jalen Smith is still a question mark. I know they were showing the film of him mm-hmm. kind of getting ready and, oh, he can run on the leg. But, yeah, he's still a question mark to me. He's still a question mark. I think he's going to play in his career. I think it's end up going to be a good pick. But I also like like the Dak Prescott. I think he's going to be a guy that can develop. But the, the, the thing I wonder about Dak Prescott really is – His comparison is Tim Tebow, but he can throw. Yeah, I mean that's— He's got better mechanics than Tim Tebow.
0: My my thing I'm scared about with Dak Prescott is if Tony Romo has some issues he's had always, of injuries, does he get forced to play too early, and does that kind of ruin his development? Because they're drafting a guy like Dak Prescott to be their starting quarterback in a few years. Yeah, the
1: heir apparent is
0: something going to mess that up and cause him to come in too early and kind of ruin that and kind of throw him off course? Uh, Something I'd be nervous about.
1: I don't think so. To me, the way the guy I kind of think that his career is going to pan out like is Colin Kaepernick. And I know right Mm -hmm. now that may seem like, whoa, Ricky, what do you got against Dacky Boy? But no, the way I see it is, He is going to become the heir apparent to Romo. He may push Romo out sooner than Romo wants Mm -hmm. because of injury. Yeah, injury is
0: definitely going to be an issue there. And
1: I could definitely see a mini issue of, okay, we're going to go with Dak because he's younger. He's been here. Kind of think of Romo. Romo could be the new age Brett Favre where I'm not done playing, I'm Mm going to go play somewhere else. And he'll play two more years and then retire. I don't know when that will happen, but that may happen. Like, Cowboy fans, be weary for that, because that may happen.
0: Well, I think a thing, too, is when you have a team that's set up this well, it's a great team. Just two years ago, they weren't worried about whichever running back was back there Mm -hmm. because they thought the rest of the team was good enough. The same thing could really be said about the quarterback once you have that great running back there of say, oh, it doesn't matter who he is, as long as he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. As long as he's not making mistakes. So all Dak Prescott would have to do is go in there, do well enough, don't mess it up. And we, we might have Brock Osweiler and Peyton Manning again. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, do you go back to your veteran who's done so much for you, been very successful, or do you say this young guy, hey, we know we're going to give the keys over to you eventually, we got to do it now. And if anything, like Jerry Jones and the Cowboys might be saying, hey, we got to do it now because look at what just happened. Brock mm-hmm. Osweiler, the relationship was ruined. It's not just that he was a free agent and was able to leave. It's that he did not want to come back because of the actions that had taken mm-hmm. place and that they chose to do how they chose someone else instead of him.
1: The way that I've heard it outside the mouth of Sean Anderson, I believe he got this from someone else and I can't remember who. So... Don't yell at Sean if he's not the originator of this quote, but mm-hmm. the way he described it is what is Zeke, what Zeke brings to this team as that first-round pick, Dez is Michael Irvin, Romo is an older Troy Aikman, Zeke is Emmett Smith. They've got the trio back yeah. in this team, but I'm going to move over to a different team that I love what they did, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Just looking at their four picks alone, I mean— Shaq Lawson, Reggie, Reggie Raglan, and Adolphus Washington. You get every phase. Well, not every phase. You didn't get safety. You got Kelvin Seymour in the seventh round. But you get two guys on the defensive line, which you needed. You needed a defensive tackle, and you needed an end. Boom. You get it with Lawson, who I love. I thought Lawson was Lawson or Dot. We're going to go to the Bills with the Clemson connection. Yeah. You get Adolphus Washington a fucking big body to put there from the Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. Then Reggie Raglan in the second so
0: I thought he would actually sneak his way possibly into
1: the first. I thought he was gonna be I the Falcons mm-hmm. dumbest move they made was going with Keanu Neal over Reggie Raglan. You needed a linebacker and how do you do that? you draft a middle linebacker. Reggie Ragland could have been for the Falcons what Brian Urlacher was for the yep. Bears when they took him 10th overall.
0: Reggie Ragland is a great option who really fell off for for uh, a lot of people. At the beginning of the draft season, he was looked at as top 15 pick.
1: Well, he's the best inside linebacker in this class, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, for
0: sure. I, I think a uh, kind of... An unfortunate thing is, it really was defensive line and pass rushers is what mm-hmm. this draft was about for the well, defense. I mean, look at aspect. the Bears.
1: They traded up to get a pass rush.
0: Yeah, exactly. They really, uh, a thing which I know some people were confused about, but the Bears were convinced if we don't grab this guy now, someone else is going to.
1: Well, they thought the Giants were going to.
0: Yeah, and who knows? They might have. They might have grabbed that guy. Mm-hmm. And then apparently, I mean, my thing with that is, did they really value him that much higher over Vernon Hargraves, who was still there? Um, you, apparently they did. You
1: guys need a guy who can get after the quarterback. That's hey, I'm just saying, our,
0: our our but, middle of our defense is pretty terrifying right now.
1: But I mean, to get back to. The Bills, like, you look at this draft, and just mm-hmm. with the first three picks. Well, this is what Rex Ryan needs. You could tell this was a Rex Ryan that's like, fuck it, i got to make the playoffs.
0: He's, well, if he doesn't make the playoffs, yeah, he's fired. Yeah, exactly. So. i got to
1: make the playoffs. So I'm going to get Shaq Lawson on the outside. I'm going to get Reggie Ragland to man the inside mm-hmm. of this defense. And I'm going to get Washington to be the big body in the middle. Oh, and then in the fourth round, just in case Tyrod Taylor... Has the sophomore slump? I know it's not a sophomore year, but, but
0: basically, last
1: year was kind of a flash in the yeah. pan. It was like, whoa, where's Tyrod Taylor been? Cardell Jones comes in, which is that big arm. That's mm-hmm. what Rex Ryan likes—the big arm. And he's not super mobile, but he's a guy that can shake. And he's make a big a guy bit. too, yeah. so he's
0: gonna, you know, pull some uh, some Big Ben style. Yeah, out there. I, you can't tackle I was, me.
1: I was just gonna say that. I wonder if Rex Ryan's seen enough of Big Ben, going, "Hey, I can make this work." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and, and at least everyone, it's on Mark Sanchez, right?
0: Everyone has seen him kind of, or has, has said that he's got a lot of those intangible qualities mm-hmm. that you'd love. Uh, you love. Do you really expect that teams are going to be able to rally around this guy and everything? Yeah, uh, You know, Kurt, Coach Urban Meyer might say that he's not good at school. He's not very smart. Well, he's a good quarterback. We ain't
1: talking about school, Mark. Yeah,
0: we're not here to play school. We ain't
1: here to. That's the quote I was looking for. We ain't here to play school. I got one more team to throw out there, Mm -hmm. an AFC team. I like the Bungles, the Cincinnati Bengals. What they did, they go out and yeah, all all four wide receivers in the first round are off the board. Doesn't matter. We're going to take William Jackson the third. Mm -hmm. Then they go out in the next round and get Tyler Boyd, who's like to me the top tier of. Well, okay, he wasn't the top tier. Second, the number two wide receiver in the second round with Michael Thomas being my personal number one of the second round. And then they go out and get a guy in Andrew Billings in the fourth, who to me has first round grades. He's a first round talent in the fourth. To me, I don't know. So just the the draft for the Bengals kind of
0: spills a little bit of reaching uh, at the beginning. It looks like they had a plan. They wanted to go Mm -hmm. in. The players weren't there, and they said, oh, well, we do like these guys. Let's grab them now, as opposed to just saying, hey, these guys are gone. Who's the best thing on the board? Let's go Mm -hmm. grab that. I think that would have been the better way to go about it. So I wouldn't necessarily agree that they're one of the best improved. Honestly, for the Bengals to really be an improved team, because they've been stuck in mediocre land Mm -hmm. for a while, mediocre good, I should say, they got a culture change, that team. That's what it is, and that's not something that gets fixed through the draft.
1: And they also, to me, I mentioned them in my grade video. I'm going to mention them now. They picked up a guy who actually won a national championship in mm-hmm. college, where me and you went to college. Yeah, at Saint Xavier University. In the seventh round, they get Clayton Fedulum, which Brandon almost. Brandon was kind of mad that I didn't mention it in my grade video because I'm going to mention it now. Arguably made the. Uh, the biggest play in Cougar history to mm-hmm. intercept the ball in the semis to send us to that natty. Maybe
0: he can intercept a ball in the NFL playoffs dude, and send his team to anything.
1: Dude, he's he's a guy that's been fighting, going from NAIA mm-hmm. to Big Ten D1. Now he's in the NFL. I, I hope he does well. Kind of that just alma mater type of thing. Yeah. Fucking all alma, alma mater. Then he goes to my favorite D1 team in Illinois.
0: Also, you know— they got some work to do, Ricky. I'm sorry.
1: Who, El- Illinois? Illinois has yeah. got some work to do. Hey, hey, we got Lovey. We got Lovey. We're going to go get ice cream after every loss. Yep,
0: exactly. Yep. But
1: we're going to move on, and let's move over to where Lovey used to be the head coach of. Yeah, more the, hometown love. The Chicago Bersh. And I'll be honest, I was going to leave this for Mr. Rankin of uh, Behind the Pen because we had a comment from a listener saying that, that he wanted to have us talk about Brian Hoyer. And like I said, I was going to leave it for Mike, but sorry, Mike, me and Mark are going to take this one and talk a little bit of bears. You're the bear fan in yep. the room. So I'm yep. going to kick it to you first. What was your first reaction when you saw Bears bear sign? Brian Hoyer, you know,
0: I like it because I think Brian Hoyer can be a good, competent backup. I was a little surprised that he wasn't going to try and get into starter. one of those places where he could be a starter, potentially. New York? Or at least compete. There's no competition for the job here. Mm-hmm. He's already lost the job. Jay Cutler's the starter. There's no question about it. Um, so so that's interesting. Now, he does have the... Jay Cutler tends to get hurt every now and then. Uh, at least like once a season. So... You know, maybe he's feeling pretty good about his opportunity there. Or maybe he just doesn't care at this point. And he's like, you know what? I just want to collect some paychecks. I'll sit on the bench. If I got to come in, I'll come in. True. And I... this, this really is a team that kind of fits a guy like Brian Hoyer. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's got a lot of the other stuff. It's easy throws. It's a lot of just basic stuff. We're not expecting him to go out there and sling it nonstop. If he's got to come in, this is a good team to come in, play a game or two, do all right, do well enough to get some victories in.
1: Well, I mean, let's put it this way: if an aging Peyton Manning could come in here and just manage an offense, yeah, Brian Hoyer could too. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on this side, Bears fans. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't have the pitchforks yet, mm-hmm. calling for Brian Hoyer to start, but. There will most likely be a chance Brian Horner starts this season, only because I'm putting my money on Cutler going down. Putting my money on Cutler going down. And I know you guys got. Hurt. Yeah. I know you guys got Cody White here. However, the one thing do I don't understand is you guys cut Matt Slauson. I know there's injury mm-hmm. concerns there, but he's a guy that I would think you guys would want protecting. Jay Cutler. Oh, okay, like I said, the the injury concerns are the reason why. Yeah. you guys ended up cutting him, but I just think Cutler, something's going to happen. He's going to get injured. Brian Hoyer is McCown 2.0. He's coming into play, baby.
0: Well, I think that's the thing. It it kind of fits this. I know that was a different different era and different team. Yeah, that there. was Trustman. Um, but it kind of fits the we have a good enough team. The playbook is. Something that anybody can come and pick it up.
1: We've got a good enough defense to carry this shitty offense. Or mediocre offense, I'll say. Because Kevin White is coming back. Kevin White will
0: be back. Um, The defense will see how how improved it is. I still think, honestly, that linebacking unit that the Chicago Bears have, they're developing it into one of the scariest linebackers in the NFL Mm -hmm. right now. Uh, A lot of ability to do some great things. I'm excited for that.
1: Well, I mean, in the draft, you guys went ahead, like we mentioned, Leonard Floyd, yeah. white hair. You guys picked up linebacker um, Nick Kowalski mm-hmm. out of, I hope I said that name right, out of West Virginia, and you also got Bullard to, fe- to kind of boost that defensive end a little bit. But the big thing for me, for the Bears, is going to be running back. I know Langsford is the guy. Jeremy's your guy. The big thing is, is Howard going to be the second stringer? Is Kadeem Carey going to be the second stringer? I mean, you got that number one. You didn't need Matt Forte. It's just, is Jeremy ready to kind of garner that first kind of a role?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, he definitely looked good when Matt Forte wasn't there. But
1: that was when Matt Forte was kind of protecting him as, yeah, when Matt comes back, he's the starter.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um you know, it, it'll be really interesting. It's going to be great to have Kevin White out there because it's one of those nice situations where it feels like you had two first round picks mm-hmm. because Kevin White wasn't there last year. Now your first round pick from last year is back.
1: Now you've got Floyd and White.
0: Exactly. So you got your offense, you got your defense. Let's see how it goes. The one thing I will say about, about Brian Hoyer, though, of course, is I remember Jason Campbell coming to the Chicago Bears and me being excited to be like, awesome, we got a did competent. you cut him shortly after? He was there for, I think, a season. Okay. Um, but it was like, great, we got a competent guy who could possibly start somewhere. Now he's going to be a backup. Comes in, terrible. And now I'm a little worried because I'm feeling the same way about Brian Hoyer. I'm like, awesome, this is a competent guy who could start somewhere else probably. Now I'm scared that he's going to come in and just be awful. If he has to come in. Uh, but fortunately, he probably shouldn't have to come in too much. And hopefully it'll be just a lot of... Running the ball if he does come in.
1: Yeah, you're right. He uh, signed with you guys March of 2012 on a one-year contract to back up Jay Cutler. In Week 10 against the Texans, he replaced Cutler, who went down with a concussion. He went 11 of 19 for a passer rating of 70.9 in that game. And then after that, he went on to play for the Browns, my Vikings, and Cincinnati Bengals. And then he retired in 2015. Fun stuff. Buddy, career. Uh, just just over a year ago, he retired yeah. from the game of football. But, I mean, yeah, with the Bears, Brian Hoyer, you guys were probably expecting me this whole time to, with the title of this video on YouTube, mm-hmm. you were probably like, oh, oh what's Ricky going to say bad about Jake Cutler now?
0: Ricky doesn't like Jay.
1: What what should the man, da Bears, are going? Mm. like? I'll tell you what Sean said in his draft grade, because it should already be up by now. He said, SB. Super Bowl, Super Bears. Bears are going to. Bears super Bowl. Bears always go to
0: the Super Bowl every year.
1: That's it. Mark sixteen and zero every yep, year. Yep, every the bears. year six.
0: L eight. Well, nineteen and zero, right?
1: Nineteen and zero. Well, yep.
0: I guess actually it should probably be eighteen and zero. I don't know. It depends on buys and whatnot.
1: No, I think it's eight. It. I think it is. Nineteen, because you got sixteen in the regular season.
0: Oh, and then you would just play three more. Yeah, yeah.
1: then you got divisional, conference. And I Super was Bowl.
0: I was skipping the divisional round as well.
1: You're you're going you're Our, going on the old the, the old Bears like, are so good. The Don,
0: they don't even need. They're just going straight to the Super the Bowl. Don seventeen, and 0 The
1: Dolphins is what you're thinking. What they were seventeen and 0? We're going straight to the Super Bowl. We will say, hey,
0: <laughs> NFC, we got this. AFC teams, you play. We'll meet you there.
1: The one thing I will say, I said it in a, mm-hmm. a past podcast, but I will say it again. I do think the Bears are going to be good. I think there's a possibility that the Packers, Vikings, and Bears all make the playoffs. It's going to be interesting this year yes, for from sure. the North. It's very competitive. But we're going to move on to our last topic of the evening, and we're going to be talking some rookie quarterbacks. We already mentioned one in Cardell. Well, we mentioned a few: Cardell Jones, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott but we've got. Here's the gambit of guys we could see this year. Goff we're going to see. We're For gonna see, sure. We're Without gonna, a doubt. We're not just going to see him on the season. We're going to see him on hard knocks because the Rams are on hard knocks this year. So we're going to see Goff. We're going, I'll be honest, we're going to see Wentz. I think Most Wentz, likely, yeah. I think Wentz starts. You don't make that kind of a trade if you're not going to start Wentz. I think he becomes a starter in Philadelphia. Other than that, Hackenberg, maybe Cardell Jones. What rookie quarterbacks are you looking forward to this season, Mark?
0: You know, I, I'm looking forward to Connor Cook maybe making a run at it in Oakland. Oakland's really? Oakland's a team that's set up really well. You if, think he could replace? If Derek Carr doesn't do well, I don't know. You might want to make a switch. That that Not only is that a division that's up for grabs, but that team is ready to make it. I like Derek Carr. I don't expect anything, but Connor Cook, man, he can make a shot for see,
1: it. I see, saw, I saw that kind of a move, and I'm like, oh, that's a that's a Kirk Cousins-like move. Mm-hmm. Not exactly Kirk Cousins. It's more of a, we're going to stash him, we're going to let him develop, and we'll either trade him when his we'll value is really high, or hey, if Derek Carr doesn't pan out. It's more that first one, though. It's... We'll see if he develops, and mm-hmm. then we can trade him high kind of a thing. That's what I see from it with Connor Cook. I don't think he's starting anywhere near this year.
0: I just think my only thing, I don't really think he will start. I'm just saying the only way I think he could get in there, the division's up for grabs. He's good. Or the team is good enough. If Derek Carr doesn't take them to that next level, we'll
1: have to take a look. One guy I forgot to mention that mm-hmm. I think is going to start this year, Paxton Lynch. Yeah, I Don't get me wrong, there are a lot of people that are probably like, no, 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 Ricky, let let us suck under uh, Mark Fumble and Sanchez. B- fumbling San- Say it right, Mark b- Fumble and Sanchez. Mm-hmm. However, I think that at, you let Mark Sanchez have the job for half a year when you're 0-6, throw Lynch in there. That's how it works.
0: I still think that if any team in the NFL will be successful with Mark Sanchez, it's the Denver Broncos. They're a good team. He was successful with... The New York Jets, when the New York Jets were exactly what the Denver Broncos are. had
1: a defense.
0: Yeah, and a run game. Good run game, good defense. He was very successful. It wasn't until they put some pressure on his shoulders that he needed to actually do something, and then he
1: threw a lot of fumbles. And then he went to the Eagles I mean, where threw he had a lot to do everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I think he'll be fine. I don't think that Paxton Lynch plays this season.
1: No, I think we see him at the end. Only because I think Mark Sanchez, I'm on the art side, I think Sanchez is going to struggle.
0: I think for for another guy, Wentz, we mm-hmm. all got to talk about him. I go back and forth. I think it's one of two things: either he comes in late at the end of the season when it's basically done, and they're going to sit there and say, "Hey, we want we Bradford. We said you were our starter quarterback. We mean it." Does you're going to
1: play for a little does bit? Does Bradford end up uh, not ponying ponying up? Do they say, "Fuck it, we're going to keep you," and then Bradford
0: I think goes, if they
1: whatever, I'll start.
0: I think if they keep him, if they don't somehow get some trade because somebody got injured, you know, Tony Romo got injured Mm -hmm. and they're saying, oh, we don't want Dak Prescott to do it, we need somebody right now, Um, you know, then I think he's going to play. If they keep him on the team, he's going to play. That's my thought. Uh, For how long, I'm not sure. I'm going to guess at least into week 10. Mm -hmm. You know, once the season is already done and they're like, all right, we're not getting anywhere, then they might see what the rookie can do at that point. But I really think that they're going to they're gonna stay true, and they're going to let Wentz develop
1: a little bit. You know who I could actually see trading for? Sam Bradford, but it only depends on if their quarterback goes down. Either either they trade for him midseason if their quarterback mm-hmm. goes down, or they trade for him after the season when their quarterback retires. Do you know who I'm talking about? Do you have an idea of what At team I'm i At first I thought you were about? going to talk about the Browns with somebody nope. getting hurt because nope. of RG3. Nope, I'm talking about a certain team in the NFC West.
0: NFC West, you're talking about Carson Palmer?
1: The Cardinals. Carson Palmer. Because this could be his this could be Carson's could be. last year. If it's his last year he, he needs some redemption. And here's the thing I think about. I was actually thinking about this today. If Sam Bradford wants to play somewhere where he could be a long term starter, suck it out in Philly and then try to go to Arizona. Yeah. You try could to try. say, hey, like work out a deal with Arizona for me, because I don't want to be here kind of mm-hmm. a thing.
0: Yeah. And he definitely doesn't want to be the backup.
1: Uh, well, if you go to Arizona this year, you're being the you backup are. behind Palmer. You're just for hoping one year. that
0: they let you stick around for the following season, assuming Carson Palmer goes and retires. Um, I mean, we can talk about Goff. I honestly think the answer to the actual question of the podcast,
1: Goff and Hackenberg are the two for sure starters.
0: My my thought is that Goff is the guy who makes the biggest splash because he's the force. He is the only guy who right now. One hundred percent he's the starting quarterback of these rookies. Everybody else has a battle.
1: I think there's a I think for the one thing about golf, and this goes more for the Rams in general, I think a lot of people are gonna expect him to walk in and just and light he's it up. the savior.
0: It's not gonna we're happen. Gonna,
1: we're gonna be decent. No, you're gonna be I got the Rams as another top three pick potentially. Probably. Well, wait a second. I don't second. think that golf
0: wait, is going to be that great.
1: Wait a second. I forgot. I didn't mean the Rams. I mean the Titans have a top three pick next year. That's a good point because they traded away. Same with the Eagles. I've. I wouldn't be surprised that the Browns have the number one and the number two next year because <laughs> That'd be the Eagles great. suck and then and then the Browns are gets injured. Yeah. yeah. And Cody yeah. Kessler has to come in. Yeah, the Browns like, got to hope that doesn't the happen. Browns. Dra- I know we talked draft classes earlier, but theirs was an theirs entire. Good, that was good to you. They, uh, I'd say so. The wide receiver, like oh, I, they went after so many wide receivers. I think they should have. I, I just, I don't know what to think. Something's got to stick, right? I mean, with Cody Kessler, it's I, a
0: long term game that the Browns are playing. That's why I like it.
1: I like the trading back. I like that. I like getting picks, but the the one thing I'll be on, I didn't give them that bad of a grade. I don't think, in my grade video. But the one thing I didn't like was the Cody Kessler pick. Because if RG3 goes down, mm-hmm. Kessler's not the guy. Get- Kessler is a Matt Barkley to me. Matt yeah, Barkley, the sense. guy who going into his last season, everyone's like, oh, he's the great. No, and he's then, not. That he happen. sucks. Yeah. And then look at what happened to Matt Barkley when he went to play for Chip Kelly. Didn't do well. However, I, they should, that was the team I thought should have went with Connor Cook.
0: Yeah, I think that would have been better. Too. I agree with you. Um, but, I mean, Kessler does have a good chance of actually being a, being a starting quarterback at some point because of injury.
1: But I still think— He's all potential, though. Oh, if for If you sure. throw him in this season, he's going to fail.
0: I do think, though, the only quarterback of this that is the surefire is Goff, and I don't think he's going to do that well. I really don't, I'm not that, I wasn't that high on him or Wentz, even though they were always going to be the number one and number two. I was, I'm higher
1: on Wentz only because Wentz has got the long-term He's got the ability
0: to develop a little bit, because he's not going to, at least on paper right now, he is not the number Mm -hmm. one quarterback. Sam Bradford still is.
1: However, I will say the two quarterbacks that start this year, Hackenberg, Goff for sure, Hackenberg is going to have the better season.
0: Yeah, you're really big on Hackenberg. Well, look at getting the Jets. Job.
1: Look at the Jets. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith is not going to get that job. No, I still think you don't want that. Gino Fitzpatrick Smith.
0: comes back at some point. He's got to okay, play somewhere. Okay.
1: It, if Fitzpatrick comes back, that changes things. But as of right now, we're recording this. It's Hackenberg or Smith. I'm going with Hackenberg. Oh yeah,
0: Geno Smith's never going to play. Yeah, at a starting quarterback. As
1: of right now, I am. Go- and the Jets have said we're not up upping our offer. On Ryan Fitzpatrick, I
0: think at the end of the day, Fitzpatrick comes back. I'm still holding on to that. Otherwise, yeah, he's gonna beat Geno Smith because who's not gonna beat Geno Smith? Mm-hmm. He wasn't that good, even though the Jets said, "Oh, he was fine when he was starting. He was good. We we he was doing good stuff. We like him." No, they don't like him. They're just saying that because they feel like they might be stuck with the guy.
1: Do you think uh, Cardell wins the job from Ty nope. Tyrod Taylor? No, nope. nope. Uh. I know I mentioned that's all I got. I just wanna
0: I just wanna shut it down immediately. <laughs> no, I do not think you, that's you don't gonna want, happen. You
1: don't want the Ricky hype train to go any further? No.
0: No, here's the thing. I think that I think that Jones is going to exist in the world, kinda you know, I hate to just use another Ohio State guy, but like a Terrell Pryor. Okay. He exists in the NFL. There's a little bit of hype around him every time he does something. Like, oh, he had a pretty decent-looking preseason, or he went to another team. Let's see if that gives him the opportunity, but nothing's ever going to happen. I'm
1: going to give you a better example, except maybe not as duddy and Mm -hmm. out of the league in four years. Vince Young, national champion quarterback, big body, memorable moment from that national championship. But nothing in the NFL. Now, I don't know, nothing in the NFL part. I don't really know, but I could see that from mm-hmm. Vince with Vince Young. I Vince just really Young didn't come in and light it up.
0: I really just don't think that Cardinal Jones ever going to get the great opportunity. I I don't think he's a guy who's going to go in and steal a starting job from somebody else. Just sit around in the backup.
1: I got one for you. Mm-hmm. The odds that Jacoby Brisket takes the job from Jimmy Garoppolo the first four weeks.
0: I don't know, man. You know, some of us here
1: that, that was yesterday— a bold, That was a bold move.
0: Some of us here yesterday—or not yesterday, last week, as in Brandon Swanson. Uh,
1: Brandon was here early, actually, actually yeah. for the PTP.
0: Not not too high on the Jimmy Garoppolo. Not like Ricky Widmer.
1: No, I love my Garoppolo, man. I, still, I love that kid. I still stand
0: by. If you got four games, you got to let him be there in four games, and you got to see everything this man's got.
1: It was weird seeing them at 91 overall. Taking Jacoby Brisket when I know that I know that you have only one quarterback on the roster with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but for you the could probably go
0: get a veteran or something like that. You can
1: get a guy to sign for four weeks and then cut him if you want.
0: Yeah, drafting somebody, I I I don't really. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're just saying, hey, we're going to draft as many people or, as we got. Someone's going to be good eventually. But you've got something good right now.
1: Or do we see this happen? There have been some people that say, oh, well brisket he's a quarterback but i see him more as a tight end do we see bill belichick be kind of mastermind up here where okay first four weeks you're gonna be a quarterback on the depth chart then when tom comes back you're a tight end
0: no i i don't think you can do that at week five move him to tight end it's too late at that point he's never gonna learn the position and you've got two great tight ends you don't need i mean the you know, the New England Patriots like to have as many as You've possible. You've got the
1: partier in Gronk and then yeah. the black unicorn and uh, exactly. Martellus Bennett. You're set
0: at the tight end position. You're good to go. You're already going to make Martellus Bennett mad if you don't throw him the ball. So you don't <laughs> want to add another tight end to the roster here. I, I, I just don't get it because to me, unless they're saying Tom Brady really is going to play for five, six more years. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo maybe by trading him or he's going to sign somewhere else. So we need another young backup quarterback so that way we can start develop, developing him again because Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be the answer. That's the only thing I can see that makes it make sense to me.
1: Okay, Mark, I ask you at the end of every podcast, is there anything we missed in this one? Bear down. Bear down? That's all we missed? We yep. missed to say bear we down? We forgot to bear down. Should, should we do an honorary uh, Super Bowl shuffle or is that jinxing things?
0: No. it's Well, I mean, if you do it at the beginning of the season, <laughs> you can win.
1: That's a good point. Practice makes perfect. You want to practice like you're going to be at the end of the season, but that's going to do it for the Onside Kick. I want to thank you guys for listening. Go do the normal things I say, heart, repost, like, subscribe. Go check out our Patreon page down below in the description. We got a bunch of cool rewards for you guys. If you love supporting the podcast each and every week, this is a way for you to help support it a little bit more. If you want to, yet again, Patreon page down below in the description. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.